This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? From the suburban sprawls in New Jersey to the shores of the Delaware River in eastern Pennsylvania, this is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Pat McDonald. And I'm the- Truman. That's right. Yeah, that's me. I can introduce myself. I forgot. I got out of my, my you know, little spiel. It's, this, is what, this is what happens when uh, we're actually talking about a game that just happened yesterday. Exactly. exactly. Everything, anyway, everything yeah. gets thrown off. That's right. Anyway, this is episode 227. My name is Truman, and the name of the episode is A Stake in the Smurf's Heart. There you go. Uh, for those of you who uh, did not pay attention, which, uh, at least judging by the crowd, was a lot of you, uh, the Red Bulls did win a match against uh, the New York City SYFC uh, douchebags. one nothing in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, I guess we might as well just lead off uh, we got some fan questions and tweets about the game so why don't you uh, take that away Truman yeah I'll, th- I'll just we just had a couple of tweets about the game we actually uh, asked people what they thought and our good 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 best friend of all time uh, will Martin who is uh, wmm339 on Twitter he says hey don't matter got the win so he, he don't care about winning ugly mm-hmm. and then uh, our friend Tonito M he said defending could have been a little bit sharper but Collins' first game back, so there's that. Also agreed, we got the win. There you go. Uh, so, all right. Thank you for that. Uh, might as well uh, now get yeah, right into Yeah, we're going to talk about it. So Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, so, Truman, what did you dislike about this match? Uh, I'm not going to get a little uh, – I'm not going to get crazy over the game itself, but I guess I will just go on a ramble, and I will – say that the visiting Smurf fans uh, acted like disgraceful assholes. Hmm. From putting stickers up all over the place, whatever that stupid new supporters club they have, um, you know, defacing the arena, to a fan trying to spray paint the arena and buildings outside of it, to Smurf fan throwing smoke bombs at Red Bulls fans while they're tailgating, uh, trying to break seats yet again, uh, a second time in our stadium that they've that they're doing this mm. uh, to uh, rumors of them fighting each other ha. is what I've heard uh, over because of the seat breaking. That's just the story I've heard. So overall, yet again, another embarrassment. Um, I, I really want to go on about this more because this is the third time that these fans have done this this year in three different buildings. Mm-hmm. And Nothing's been done. No sanctions on their fans. Nothing. We were the I, we were the only team to ever sanction them yeah. last year. Was that last year's game? Uh, I think it might have been last year. Yeah. I think. Well, I think we sanctioned them based on actions two years ago for last year. Right. Yeah. So, so this is just a never-ending thing for them, mm-hmm. and of course they act like bigger jerks uh, at Red Bull Arena. Mind you, we're not saying all of their fans are like this because all of them are not, but. Their supporters are getting ridiculous. Their little uh, Nazi douche fans apparently showed up too. It's just, 
constant, constant embarrassment, and I'm kind of getting the tired of the league and these teams doing nothing about it. Yeah, it's you kind of have to wonder at one point. I mean, yeah, you can say it's a few bad eggs, and maybe it is. Maybe it is just a, it probably, for that matter, is a minority. Uh, but if the fans can't self-police, then it is time, I think, for the league to act. I, I think this is not the first time we've said this on this show. Um, you, you know, you just can't keep allowing this to happen. A message has to be sent. And if you flat out just say, that's it, you're, you're not coming in. You're not allowed to bring support to any MLS stadiums for a year. It's going to change. It'll change. Right. It'll change. And if it doesn't, then you make it two years and you keep adding a year for every year. It doesn't change. But, you know, because it's getting ridiculous. I mean, uh, we all know that NYCFC is, uh, you know, Don Garber's golden child. But at, at a certain point, you know, you got to you got to show the child the back of your hand. If you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And especially instigating Red Bulls fans, instigating mm-hmm posting things online, clearly trying to agitate them, and then they wonder why our fans are getting pissed off and might want to go confront them. I can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just so they're trying yeah. to start shit to get a reaction. Exactly. And that's because uh, some people just, you know, I, I like like I said, they watch Green Street Hooligans and we're like, this is how a fan is. And it's yeah. like, nope. So stay home next time, NYCFC fans, at least the bad ones. Actually, you can all stay home, but, you know. Mostly the bad ones. Yep. It's ridiculous. Uh, I guess my dislike was that I had trouble watching this game on the Xbox and didn't realize until about a half hour in uh, the feed that I was thought I was tuned into on YouTube was not the actual feed. And then when I did find it on uh, the uh, web browser on my Xbox, it uh, didn't go full screen. So, uh, Aha! Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Oh. Because it does not go full screen at all oh now call me crazy because uh the day before t- was it was a uh, tuesday was the i think the game dc played mm-hmm. so i was like well let me let me you know throw that on my phone see what's going on and i'm clicking the old and large button and nothing's happening mm-hmm. now i'm thinking who really cares it's dc i'm just kind of curious you know yeah uh luckily when you hold your phone sideways it almost fills the screen which is whatever yeah so, brings us to yesterday, or let me watch the game on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And I go to the Red Bulls page, and there it is. And I'm trying to click full screen, and ain't nothing happening yet again. Mm-hmm. And not on my laptop, and not on my phone. So, I'm glad it wasn't just me. Yeah. It's just, it's, come on, like, you know, you wish this is one thing that, I mean, it's not an important tournament anyway. I've made that uh, clear plenty of times. But, uh, you know, at, at the very least... Come on. The least you could do is just be able to make it full screen. I mean, full, that, full screen for crying out loud. Is that really that hard? No. Uh, uh, all right. Well, I guess we uh, might as well move on. What did you like about this match? That that Royer goal. There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't hit the ground. Popped up in the air from BWP's attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of floated in the air and did not even land the ground before he he kicked that in. It was absolutely fantastic. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, the return of Aurelian Collin and Tyler Adams. Uh, it was very good to see both these back, both players back. Uh, there was a moment or two uh, for you know 
it's uh, you know, a moment or two uh, where I saw some Dax X, uh, you know, plays by Tyler Adams, and so it was it was nice to see. So that's that. Um, yeah, so I think that's where I'm at. So I, I like the fact that when Royer came on, that we had a much better improved tempo compared to the first half. But I feel like that was partly because Maxi Morales was gone in the midfield. So I, I, I don't know. Half good, half bad, I guess, with that one. That was, that was the uh, Red Bull excuse for a lot of the fans. Yeah. That was it. Well, he, he was he was taken out of the game, so they got a lot better. Well, I, it's hard to tell because it's Royer comes in and they seem like they're more high energy, but Morales left, and it's just is it one or the other or both? It's hard to tell. And but I'm, I'm just glad they they played much better in the second half than they did in the first because. God, they look bad in the first half. Oh, that that first half was a little little sketchy. <laughs> they got they got extremely lucky. I don't know how the I gotta say I don't know how that one ball was it the Via took that goes off the bar and <laughs> Ryan Mira has somehow spun ar- spun himself around where he magically is embracing the ball as soon as it came off the wood. I don't know how that happened, but it was like a magic trick. You know what else was magic was the one that hit the crossbar twice and then still stayed out. So yeah, yeah. So, so I want to cycle back to the uh, the the flash player thing real quick because mm-hmm. I have a tip because I got mine full screen. And here's how: so if you have Chrome, Google Chrome, mm-hmm. I, I assume that what I'm going to tell you, I assume there's a way to do it in Firefox. I just don't know how. But on Google Chrome, there's a plugin called Toggle Tab Cinema. Basically, it takes whatever the video is on the screen, and it blows it up to the full size of the tab you are currently in. Then, hit F11, and it go, Google Chrome goes full screen. Boom, full screen when it doesn't work for you. That would have been good to know, because since I'm using a Chromebook, and well, hey, would have been extremely helpful. <laughs> hey, for, the next, for the next game, you now know. You know what I like? Buttons. I push one button. Yeah. Yeah, and it goes full screen. What, yeah, what's, it, what's, I, I'm assuming that, that the money that went to the IT department went to the prize pool instead. So, and uh, my and uh, Xbox obviously has Microsoft. I think it might be called Microsoft Edge or some bullshit. So, yeah, that's that's the the new Microsoft browser's Edge. Mm. It's just it amazes me though that we're. That, and I, I don't know why I'm saying this much, but it still amazes me that like last year the games were on YouTube and now we're on a, a self-made flash player that doesn't work. Like, oh, and the feed gets cut off, by the way, with like in the last few minutes. Lovely. Because why not? <laughs> I, I, I believe somebody else found uh, a moment from the DC game. I wish I remember who posted it, but where the score wasn't, <laughs> the actual score wasn't even with the, um, like where it says the team names and everything. And you could see someone dragging and dropping the one nil score up into like the middle of the screen to make sure it like fit properly it was it was I, I wish i could describe it better but it was really really funny it looked like like i was just doing it on my laptop trying to put it all together so it, it's funny you mentioned that i actually noticed last night that picking game with a zero zero like the dash in between the two zeros and, and maybe it's just me because like i don't know why i noticed these little things but the dash wasn't like perfectly centered with the zeros it was actually higher than it was supposed to be i mean it wasn't enough to like Really bad. It was just really weird that, <laughs> like, I noticed that it was like slightly higher than it should have been, and I'm like, uh, yeah, somebody didn't do that job right. Hey, the op- open cup. 
Very serious. Mm, a serious tournament out there. Hey, By the way, this Super Cup sucks. Like, look how many like <laughs> look how many upsets there were. They were like next to none. That that's the only thing that makes what? this Open Cup or any of these things, uh, you know, interesting. I think there was only two upsets. It's going to be all MLS again going in the quarter semifinals for the most part. Boring. Uh, let's see. Miami FC, FC Cincinnati, uh, Republic FC, and that's it. So yeah. three, three non-MLS teams won in this round. Yep. Boring. Uh, it's like every other cup tournament on the planet. So what are we complaining about? Oh, come on. We see plenty of interesting uh, matchups uh, in later rounds. I mean, this is usually like one, you know, rando team that at least makes the quarterfinals in some of these other cup tournaments. You know, uh, there's a couple in the FA Cup and the League Cup this year. Boring. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's move on from the Open Cup game because I know Pat doesn't like it too much. Uh, we'll talk about the game coming up this Sunday. Return to MLS action for the Red Bulls to host the Philadelphia Union, who ironically they will play ten days later. Because you know it's not great. To, it's not just perfect to have one team that you play two days or ten days apart. You have to have two, right? Because why not? Of course, of course. So Philadelphia Union comes to town on Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern kickoff time. That is a national league broadcast game on ESPN. As always, let's do our predictions. Truman, you go first. Who do you think – or what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Oh, the Red Bulls going to lose. You kidding me? Come on. Come on. Of course they're going to lose. They just they just won a game at home. Uh, now they're going to play trash Philly, and, the, and they're going to lose, and everyone's going to get all angry again. I mean, it's, just, no. it's a matter of time. I – they're going to play a, a, a garbage team, <laughs> and they're not going to win. And they're going to lose one nothing because they honestly forgot how to score in this game, in the cup game, with a nearly uh, full-strength lineup, which, thank you very much, I predicted. Um, I think they're going to lose one nothing. It's going to be sad, and everyone's going to lose their minds. It's honestly so sad that the ESC didn't even bother getting a bus for the the game. Like people are going to the game. They didn't even bother with the bus. Wait. It's isn't it at Red Bull Arena? No, I'm talking about the game on Sunday. It's away. I really I thought what the, the hell was wrong with me? I thought it was Oh shit. Wow, I read this good wrong. My bad. Yeah. Uh, th- hey listen. Don't listen, I already got chastised a few weeks ago, all right? For forgetting that this wasn't a home game, this is a road game. Um I'm going to agree with Truman. I think it's going to be a loss. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. This team doesn't win on the road. It, it's simple as that. Um, I feel like because it's Philly and we want them to only lose by one nothing. I think it's going to be 2 nothing. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's going to be another miserable uh, encounter on the road. It's, as Truman called them correctly, a trash team. Uh, so... Yeah, it, it's going to suck. But, <laughs> hey, at least you're all going to tweet us afterwards. Yeah. So, there's that. Podcast will be great. Yeah. Podcast right. will be fantastic. All right. I'm going to go against the green here. I'm going to say they're going to win, and there's a reason for this. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Why? Because we're playing in the Open Cup, and we're going to lose that one instead. Oh. <laughs> we're going to lose both. I mean, that's a very real possibility, but, I mean... I'm banking on the fact they're going to win this one and then lose the Open Cup. 
because it'll be the third straight year we lost to Philly in the Open Cup. So yes, it would be. So I'm going to go one nothing win. I feel like that would be if we're going to win, it's not going to be pretty. So yeah. So I just and, I just and, and I hope I hope my, my crazy prediction works because I need to make some points in the standings. <laughs> you are in trouble, my friend. Very much <laughs> near the bottom. Uh, I think I am the bottom. You are the bottom. <laughs> Well, I don't think we've updated it in recent weeks. Yeah, we haven't put the Toronto and New England Montreal games in, which I'm pretty sure I got all those wrong anyway. So, listen, no, you know what's funny? I think uh, all these weeks, I believe I've gained maybe a point, and no one, and like everyone else hasn't budged. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's it's been pretty sad. Teams have been pretty unpredictable recently. So, yeah, it's just this whole season has just been. Weird. The problem is that the Red Bulls have been predictable, but we were giving them too much credit on the road. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's see. I predicted, let's see, the first game of the year, none of us predicted a win, and that was the only road game they've won this year. Yep. Yeah, baby. So, yeah, yeah that works. All right, so time for dumping ground. Uh, first, we have some Twitter questions. Uh, I'll read. I'll read the first one. We'll do do this one from Ed Ritter. Uh, Will Tyler Adams be a Red Bull in January? Pat? I I think so. Um, You know, I think we'll at least get two years out of him. Uh, He has been playing well. He's shown very well, obviously, for the U-20s. He is playing well for the Red Bulls themselves. Uh, I definitely – he – you know, as long as he stays on this trajectory, I definitely don't think he's going to remain in MLS for long. Uh, but I, I think uh, he will still be around come uh, January, you know, despite the fact that Christian Pulisic has kind of um, taken the U.S. in uh, player development and youth talent and shed a new light on it, shall we say. But I, I don't think Tyler Adams is there yet. Um, but, yeah, I, I think January for sure. Uh, but, you know, after next season, possibly even midseason, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he, he leaves. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play for at least one more full season with the team. Yeah. I, I, the Red Bulls usually do not – I mean, most MLS teams do not send guys off uh, during the summer window yeah. because, honestly, you really need them for the season. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely think – I think what's going to happen is he'll play one more full year and then some European team will want him. He'll go off play in Europe for about six years, and then he'll come back to MLS and not end back up on our team because that's what happens to every player who leaves the Red Bulls. They never end up back here. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, he's going to be still here. I mean, he's – I say this knowing full well that young talent is very much admired elsewhere, but he's 18. Right. He, Granted, he's had a very good round with the Red Bulls this year and a good showing with the under twenty, under twenty, yeah, under twenty team. But I mean, come on, like everybody's got to pump the brakes a little bit. He's a young kid; he's going to have some ups and downs. Unfortunately, I mean, thankfully for us so far, it's mostly ups. But I, he's not ready to leave. I mean, hell, I get, if, if let's say he plays on Sunday. Uh, he's the one who gives up the lone goal, and then everyone hates his guts. <laughs> I mean, that's a very real possibility. It's fandom. So. it's fandom, right? That's the way fans operate. Yeah, it, the question will change. It'll be like, can we please get rid of this guy by January? 
and then he'll do something against NYCSC and be like, can we keep him forever? And then he'll, right. he'll do something in the open cut game against Philly. He's like, get rid of him next week. Like, it's just I, I call that I call that Sacha Kleistin disease because good God was that man getting killed yesterday. I mean, All he right. didn't play a great game, but he doesn't seem to be let go either. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I, can I bring this up about Sacha? Maybe just a theory mm-hmm. that there's so little uh, talent in the central midfield for the Red Bulls that it's very easy to kind of put all your focuses on one man, and that's him. And maybe mm. that's why he's struggling. I'm just, just throwing theories out there. I mean, that makes sense, right? Because nobody sees Felipe in the same light as questions. So when things go wrong, of course, you're going to look towards the guy you feel like is the bigger starter. Yeah. I mean, it's like on an it's NFL just... team, right? You always look at the quarterback, even though the wide receiver drops five passes, you blame the quarterback. It's... Right, I mean, the guy led the league in assists last year. You don't think every other team's going to gear up to stop one man? Especially you stop, you at, stop him, you stop the scoring. Especially after we gave up Dax McCurry, who was part of the reason he had so many assists. So, I mean, it's not like, yeah. Which brings up what they need to get in the summer window. Wait, sorry, I thought that was the question. I, I bet. That's not no, the actual no. question. No, this is my own question. No, so, true, true so, question. So, summer, su- summer window needs—is that what we're we're talking about now? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, I think we talk about it every week. Yeah, and I always say goal scoring winner, winger, so I'm just going to leave it at that. If you want to yeah. hear what I said about it, listen to previous episodes. <laughs> and it really hasn't changed yet. After yet again, you watched Corella play uh, last night. Yeah. Uh. A Dax McCarty replacement. That's what I think. And that, it's not, obviously not Dax McCarty because that's not going to happen, but somebody like him that could be that rock in front of the, the, the back four. Because really, and I, I might be going on when I'm saying this, but that allowed the fullbacks to go up and not completely leave the, the center backs in the dark. It allowed Kleshin to stay central and not have to worry about trying to pick up the play on the wings and make up for the wingbacks not doing their jobs 100%. So just somebody that can kind of fill that role. Uh, not saying he has to be, like, he, the exact same level Dax was. Like, give me half of that, and I think we'd actually be better off than we are now. Eh, speed on the wing. That's what I want. All right. Uh, so let me read the, next, the second question, or do you want to read it? Go ahead. Right. Uh, so... At DJS827 asks, would this game, as in the Open Cup game, be considered a turning point, or are we not headed out of the woods yet? We are not out of the woods yet. No. Yeah, I, I think a game that you won one nothing, where you the, def- the other team could have easily scored two goals if it wasn't for a crossbar and a post. I mean... And David Vina wasn't on the field. Like you, you can't say that they're out of the, they're coming out of the woods after that game. Yeah, no, for sure. Yet again, yeah, played at home, uh, looked terrible in the first half. Got a very, I mean, the very, very nice second half goal, and they played well in the second half. But until you until you beat Philly on the road, uh, there's still plenty of reasons to be uh, nervous about this season. Not again, not out of the playoffs, nervous. I just I do not see that happening. Them missing the playoffs, but not you know 
number one or number two in the Eastern Conference. What happens in the Open Cup stays in the Open Cup. I mean, <laughs> shit, shitty teams make, you know, the final. You know, I like think like, like, years ago. What right. DC said? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this is – the Open Cup in the grand scheme of things, I cannot emphasize more, is so unimportant. Um, it really has no bearing on the fortunes of the team whatsoever. Um, so, no, they are not – absolutely not at the woods yet. I mean, they played a B-plus they, – they themselves played it. Uh, fielded B plus squad. Uh, I think NYCFC did the same. The result of this game is meaningless. So to to add on to all this, does anybody remember the Red Bull? So do you know the Red Bulls um, record right now? What was that? Do you know the Red Bulls record right now in MLS? Uh, It's what a game under 500. Yes. Six wins, seven losses, two draws. Do you remember what, the the why the hell did I just forget that the record was at the end of April? No, five wins, three losses, one draw. That and that was capped off by three straight home wins against DC, which is two nothing, Columbus two nothing, Chicago two one. How are we feeling then? Oh, like pie in the sky, right? Yeah, we're at least feeling like hey, we're we're back, we're. We may not be number one in the East, but we're there. We're going to be okay. And then we lost. No, felt, we felt good about playing at home. Yeah. But then we and lost then we two nothing. The on, then we lost two nothing on the road to Sporting, which was whatever. You know, it's Sporting Kansas City. They were unstoppable at home at that point. And then we lost three nothing on the road to Philly. Then we lost three one at home to the Galaxy. We drew Toronto. We barely squeaked by New England. We lost to Montreal on the road. Only I think that was a one nothing loss, if I'm not mistaken, because that's been a, a week or two, or a few weeks, so I don't remember exactly what that score yeah, was. Yeah, one nothing to Montreal. Oh. Like, I, I I was ready to say, give me like a few straight wins at home, but now thinking about that, no, we need like, I would say a good four game win streak, a solid four game win streak for you to say that we're completely out of the woods on this. I, I would say uh, a two zero and two streak, like a four game unbeaten streak. Or, or that, yeah. Give give me two solid wins with two solid draws. I'm, I'll take that. Especially yes. if those are draws on the road. Like, yeah, if hey. you start drawing on the road, I think that would go a long way and win at home. I mean, go, you know, CONCACAF World Cup qualifier style. I was about to say. Win at home, draw on the road. It's not even just CONCACAF World Cup. It's CONCACAF Champions League, too. Remember the Red Bulls? The Red Bulls way they made the knockout the beginning of this year was win at home, draw on the road in CONCACAF. So. That'll do it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure last year during that like what 50, it was 15 games I think I'm being at the end of the year or something like that. Like there actually wasn't a lot of wins in that streak. It was mostly draws on the road. Yeah. So Which is fine. Well, that well it wasn't fine last year because they were blowing how many leads game in a game. Well, that, yeah, those are two. Not, those are blowing two goal leads in like consecutive games, but still, yeah. like right. They they went half the season with wins and draws, and then went from, like, fourth in the East to one. So just stop losing on the road is really the key. Um, all right, so next up. So the Red Bulls already know their fifth-round matchup for the U.S. Open Cup. That will be against the Philadelphia Union. That game will be June 28th at Red Bull Arena. 
Last time the Red Bulls took on Philly at Red Bull Arena was two years ago when they moved the game for the International Champions Cup and lost in penalty kicks. Yeah, had to play at like four in the afternoon or whatever time it was. I think it was like three or four. Yeah, yeah something like that. So, so, so the question is, who plays in that game? Because so we're playing on Sunday. Then we play on Saturday against the Smurfs again at home. Then you're playing home on you know the following Wednesday in the Open Cup, and then they're off. So I, I'll be curious to see what kind of lineup they run at that point because they are going to have uh, – they don't play again until July 5th. So they're going to have about – oh, it's Two see. weeks. Yeah, about a week and a no, half no, or so. Wait, a week actually. They'll, they'll like a week and a half off. No, if it's July 5th, it's a week. That's, that's one thing. Okay. They play on a the 24th, and then they have – a week and a half off. I'm, are you calling me crazy? I can look sorry, at Sorry, sorry. I was thinking at a calendar. I know what I'm I was doing thinking, here. I think you're talking after the Open Cup game, not before. Wait, wait. What the hell? Wait, I'm all screwed up now. I don't know, but you want to hear what I would do for this Open Cup match? Yeah. What do we know? Uh, I think I can tell you. I would uh, seriously troll the fan base and schedule a friendly. <laughs> and they'd be like, we got to move it to the afternoon. Our bad. And oh, then I it- and then I would just get my popcorn and beer and just watch Twitter. <laughs> I'd play my fiddle as Rome burned, shall we say. Oh, and Jay, you're right. It is a week off. And now I have to correct myself. Okay, I wasn't crazy. That's good. No, you are not crazy. I am clearly crazy. So I will say it comes down to how, quote, serious they t- this team takes it. Because in, in past few years, Marsha said they are absolutely in it for the Open Cup. But I don't know. With MLS... With sitting right now in sixth place in the playoff race, in what was you know a month of July where you're looking at four games, and then August you're going to have one, two, three, four games like in in the dead of summer. Maybe you give some guys a day off. So I, I'm going to be curious. I, it's going to be curious to see what they I, do. I feel like they'll play everybody, but the, but the thing is, I guess it'll depend on how. How hard to go against uh, New York City? Because I feel like that game is going to trump in priority because of who the opponent is. I, I mean, yeah, that is going to be priority number one because it is going to be a league game at home. So uh, it's not even a question how important that one is. Yep. And that game, by the way, against New York City, I see at one thirty in the afternoon. So there you go. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Right. Right. Have, have those guys play at 1.30 in the afternoon in the middle of summer. All or right. at the beginning Thank, of summer. Thanks, Fox. Is that Fox? Does Fox yeah, have any of these? Uh, I'm assuming, right? It's Federation's on Fox. Cup. Is that yeah. like the Federation's Cup final? Is like a doubleheader? Uh, it's very possible. Let's see. Because uh, the Red Bull NYCFC has done well in doubleheaders. Uh, so Confederations Cup for the 24th of June, two games at 11 a.m. There you go. So, yeah, it's the back end then. Who knows everything? I do. <laughs> so, since I have this schedule open, I have to ask this question. On the 24th of June, one of the games is Mexico versus Russia. Who do you root <laughs> for? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I don't know. <laughs> no one. Injuries. Injuries. I don't know. They, I, they I say, root, na- I root for Mexico, they say NASA. 
They say NASA doesn't have the entire sky covered. So let's just hope the asteroid comes in through that hole and hits the stadium. And then uh, then we're good. Yeah. Blow up the Kremlin while they're at it. All right. Uh, anything else on the big ground? I know World Cup qualifiers want to talk about, but anything else? No, I, we got we got a, we got a ton to talk about here. So let's just get into it. Let's get into the World Cup qualifiers. I assumed our resident United States guy would be like. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the introduction. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, hold on. I'm waiting for the. I'm not the introduction to me. But like you're, you're the whole like, hey, the rundown of all this. All right, fine. Here we go. So, United States men's team had two World Cup qualifying matches in the last week. First, and I can't remember off the top of my head, so this is going to be kind of fun. First, they took on Trinidad and Tobago, Trinidad and Tobago on Friday night. Uh, 2-0 win. Uh, both goals coming in the second half. Then they took on Mexico on Sunday. Wait, was it Friday? So I guess Thursday, Sunday, technically, sorry. Uh, then Sunday they took on Mexico down at the Azteca. Michael Bradley with a very amazing chip early in the game. And I think it was a total of 17 or 18 minutes with the lead. Gave up a tie-in goal, but still walked out of Azteca with a point, which is huge in World Cup qualifying, especially considering the fact that they lost one of their road games earlier this year, or early in the cycle. So, Pat, as our resident United States guy, how did these two games work out for the United States? Well, first of all, am I still the resident United States guy since I don't write for Empire Soccer anymore? You're the, you're the one that wrote last about it, so yes. Yeah, you, uh, have, the, you have more knowledge than we do. Knowledge. We just pretend to know. Um, all I can say is thank God. The U.S. soccer fired Jurgen Klinsmann and hired Bruce Arena. Uh, there's absolutely no question about that. I mean, this team uh, looks like every time it goes on the field, it looks like it knows what it's supposed to do, where they're supposed to be, um, and it is paying dividends. Um, you know, the first half against Trinidad and Tobago, you see, we played two countries mm. in one game, you know. Uh, <laughs> you're saying, you're saying it, was a, it was the CONCACAF equivalent of a handicap match, is what you're saying. What's that? It was the CONCACAF equivalent of a handicap match. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, you know, it, the sec- first half wasn't pretty, but the second half, I mean, they opened up. It was the Christian Pulisic show, which, I mean, uh, I, I think at this point with him, uh, yeah, get excited. <laughs> good. Stop worrying. Get excited. Uh, this kid is damn good. Um, he, he did struggle against uh, Mexico, but, I mean, at the same time, I think that's more has to do with age as opposed to skill. Uh, Azteca certainly is a – although you could argue, considering the last three results the U.S. has gotten in that building, um, it's becoming less of a uh, daunting um, task. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I mean, if you looked at the stats for that match against Mexico, U.S. held the ball only 25% of the match – but there was never a moment that you could really look at it and think they're not in this. I mean, they, they were in it the whole time, despite that lack of possession. And, you know, despite the fact that um, four years ago they got a similar result, nothing, nothing draw, it was a nail-biter for all 90 minutes. Um, you know, this one, I, I believe the U.S. had some of the better chances. Um, you know, so it was really, it was really nice to watch. And, and the whole... I, you know, it's funny, and, and I'm just really kind of just repeating what everybody has said. And, uh, you know, when that lineup came out from Mexico, everyone was like, are you kidding me? Is this, is this seriously what you're throwing out? 
against uh, Mexico. Um, you know, are you just giving away three points? And then you find out after the game that Bruce Arena <laughs> split the team into two and practiced two different formations for two different games. I mean, it, it, it's genius he's a in retrospect. He's a madman. He's, he's a mad genius, you know, <laughs> in retrospect. And uh, it's really uh, exciting. I mean, now the four, four games left, um, Costa Rica at home is still a bit of a challenge. Uh, but your other three are Honduras away, Trinidad away, Panama at home. I mean, there, there's absolutely no reason to think they can't at the very least get eight points. And I, I don't think there's any reason to doubt the possibility they will steal three away either at uh, Honduras or um, or uh, Trinidad, um, possibly both. I mean, if they finish out with 12 points, that that's 20 overall. And, you know, the first two games of this qualifying cycle are just a distant memory. So, uh, thank God. I, I think they are in very, very good shape now. Uh, the, the point in Mexico was absolutely a bonus because I certainly didn't expect to win. Um, Me neither, as, as we talked about it, for yeah, sure. You know, and I don't think many did. Uh, so, it was truly uh, – it was a great two-day um, run for the United States national team. And they finally look back to – being uh, their old selves, or maybe even better than their old selves, I would say, because I think there's, I, I certainly agree with the refrain uh, that there's more talent on this team than there ever really has been in uh, U.S. soccer history. What, what I'll say about Christian Polchak is that you know he's a good player when I go to the local pizza place and the guy who uh, runs it, who's the coolest guy, you know, from, from Italy, he's from uh, Rome, and he just couldn't stop talking about him. And he loved him. And he's like, this kid is going to be a star. You can tell, you know, he goes to the Bundesliga and now he's already blowing up there. I mean, he could not like him anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, he knows. He, yeah. he gets it. Even he understands. I, I mean, two fantastic finishes. Mm-hmm. And, again, the Michael Bradley goal against Mexico. I, what more do you say? Yeah, I, what and- more do you say? I think you know. Thank you for bringing that back up. I did. I did kind of glaze over Michael Bradley. Uh, you know, we've been waiting, waiting, waiting for him to kind of come back and get back to his old self, and he certainly looked it in that game against Mexico. Um, it could be a one-off. Uh, I'm not ready to say. All right, he's back. You know, for forever. Uh, but he really did. Uh, you know, take the bull by the horns in that match. Uh, truly, be a captain in uh, such a in such a hornet's nest that is Azteca. And, uh, and then, yeah, put the, put the team up one, nothing and really setting the tone for the match, kind of putting Mexico on their, uh, on edge a bit. So it certainly was great. And to double down your pool thing, I mean, I'm known by a lot of people as the guy who likes soccer. Um, and I had plenty of those people who don't regularly watch soccer come up to me and be like, Oh, this pool is a kid. He's good. Huh? And, you know, and then, you, and then there'd be some like, explanations of like, yes, he's at, he's the youngest American to ever do this, uh, to be playing at a top club in Europe, uh, such and such. So it's, uh, it's an exciting time to be a U.S. soccer fan. Um, you know, I, and I, and I, don't get me wrong. I still have that feeling. Like I'm sure many U.S. fans do waiting for the other shoe to drop. But uh, at the very, very least, I do believe we will be watching the World Cup in the wee hours uh, come, I believe it was one year ago, one year from yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. That was one year. Oh, no, sorry. I think it's Cup. So, yeah, I think it's 
Because they said something. No, it was it was one year from Sunday because they made a point of saying. I, I read an article yesterday that came out by Gabriel McCarty that said one year. It may have been dated a couple days ago. I, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm not anything else, but just that I'm glad that – or the, the one thing I'll say is it looks like this team actually cares again because yeah. there were times that they didn't seem to care on their Klinsman. And they threw plenty – in their post-game comments, they threw plenty of shade at Klinsman, which, I mean, I do feel bad for the guy in the end because um, – I do think Klinsman was a good guy. I just think he was a terrible coach. Um, but, you know, I mean, you had Bradley kind of saying we all bought in, you know, not specifically mentioning Klinsman, but saying we were all buying into what Arena is saying and he's preparing us. And whereas, and then Omar Gonzalez just flat out said, with Jurgen Klinsman, you didn't know until the day of the match what formation you were playing. Whereas this one, they started working on three weeks prior. So, you know that, uh, and that has certainly paid dividends for sure. It's amazing what knowing what you're going to do does for your uh, confidence in the field. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, real quick, just real quick here. Uh, Sky Blue update: They did not play uh, last weekend, but they are playing Portland uh, Saturday night. In Portland and Cloud9, I think it's having a watch party. So if you go check out Cloud9's Twitter account, you can go find out where that is. I am not exactly sure. I'm going to say it's in the New Brunswick area because I don't know. Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now where it is. Golden Rail. That's my guess. No, they're having a uh, watch party at the Beach House Brewery in Belmar. Oh, Belmar. So you go there and then you go to DJ's afterwards, right? Get your fist pump on. Yeah. So right. there you go. No. No. If you want to hit the beach and uh, no. watch a little soccer. No fist pumping. Make sure you bring your spray tan and your uh, no. moose. Bring no. your baby blue. Baby blue. No. DJ. Weeks. As a guy who used – granted, I didn't live on the shore, but from a guy who is from Monmouth County originally, no. Get the hell out of here with that shit. Cloud nine. What? What? Oh, I I do actually have one more thing to add too. Our good friends at Asbury Park FC got in the paper. Sweet. Uh, yesterday, I think it was. Did they actually play a game? Please tell me they did. Did they play a game? What kind of organization do you <laughs> think they are? I mean, FC is the name. I just assume. Uh, I believe it was the New York Times. They had like uh, right on the front of the sports section. I'm going to tell you right now because I'm going to look it up right now and, and I'll tell you exactly oh, where so it was. Before, before you do this, I have a question. Did, sure. Did Edward Park FC get in the paper, but the Red Bulls game didn't? Because I would just laugh. Probably. Yeah, New York Times. There you go. So go go check that out. You can, you can also uh, find the story uh, on New York Times website if they don't make you pay to pay for it so which you know because i i believe i read it so yeah super awesome you know ian's been a guest on our show several times sean francis is a super awesome dude uh very cool very cool if you don't know the story of asbury park fc again go to their twitter and and go read the story because mm-hmm. it is wonderful <laughs> all right so is that it that's all I got. Uh, oh, wait, one more thing. Forza Lucha, July 29th. That's right. Yeah, go, go to our Twitter account. We have, uh, we're announcing uh, who's going to be there. 
donations. Jay, I'm going to tell you something that I think you'll like. Okay. We're, we're having a new sponsorship level this year. All right. Ooh. Now it, it, you, it's a $500 sponsor level, but you get to be the king or queen of the day, which means yeah. we will see you away from all the scum of the earth, AKA the other fans. Uh, we will bring you pizza. We will bring you drinks. Whatever you want, we will bring it to you. You want a crown? We'll put a crown on your head. And, and you'll get treated like absolute royalty the whole show. Uh, you can get your picture with the entire roster in the ring at intermission. Whatever you want, we will give it to you. So it's a it's a one off. There's you can only there's only one of these. Now here's here's a question: If I wanted to bring somebody with me, do they get seats in the peasant section? No, if you bring, if you say you brought your wife, she would definitely be with you as your queen. Okay. See, that's see, that's fair. Yes. Right? A king's got to have a queen. Unless it's a or, snotty twelve-year-old kid, that kid, eh? No. Well, no. I mean, come on. This, this is not a place for kids. Right. This well, the show is kind of for kids, but that's not the place for it. No, no. That place, that place specifically, is not for kids. Right. Uh, if you do not want to be a sponsor for five hundred dollars, we have all different kinds of levels too. So. Uh, for Zalucha on Twitter or me, you can just find me on Twitter. I can give you all the info. Uh, and go to, go to the Twitter account and watch our last two videos that we posted, especially the newest one, which is uh, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. That's all I got. That's it. I've run out. I have run out. All right. So let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at onceametro.com slash red hyphen bowl hyphen rant. Go to patreon.com slash rubberant and sponsor us for as much as you want. We don't have levels. The level is whatever you want to give us. It's true. Yeah, it works. It's amazing. Um, you can email us at at gmail.com. If you want to call us, leave us a voicemail, 973-348-5329. On Facebook at facebook.com slash Rant. On Twitter at Rant for the show, at DocTheStooge for myself, at pmacd 2 at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, anywhere you can find a podcast, basically. Last words before we get out of here. Well, I didn't say it was going to happen, but a win on the road, wouldn't that be a treat? Yeah, please uh, shock us, Red Bulls, and win. And as always, thank you, Will Martins. Yeah, thanks for tweeting us, buddy. Mm. Hey, buddy. So, <laughs> so, for... Pat Truman and myself. This has been episode number 227 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Welcome back, Jay. Peace. Lates.